Now for the gospel lesson, which is John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. When he had left, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is seen for who he is, and the God seen for who he is in him. The moment God is seen in him, God's glory will be on display. In glorifying him, he himself is glorified. Glory all around. Children, I am with you for only a short time longer. You are going to look high and low for me, but just as I told the Jews, I'm telling you, where I go, you are not able to come. Let me give you a new command. Love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. It was 7 a.m. on a Saturday. It had been a long week for both me and my brother, and I was wondering why anyone would willingly, in their right mind, be up at the ungodly hour of 7 a.m. on a Saturday. The reason for my being up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday was that I had been promised donuts. This was the first time I had volunteered with one house at a time. My brother Connor was there, and me and him were both grumbling about the missed sleep and decidedly not lazy start to our weekend. Well, I say volunteered. What really had happened is that my mom had heard that they were short on volunteers that weekend, and I had been voluntold to go help out. (laughs) So there we were loading mattresses and bed frames into a truck instead of sleeping in after a long week of school. Little did I know that at that ungodly hour, I'd find God's love in action. For those of you who are not familiar with One House at a Time, it's a program that helps provide beds to kids living in impoverished areas in the greater Philadelphia area. And we, what they do is they provide mattresses, bed frames, pillowcases, and other stuff like that to... Uh, <coughs> excuse me, to the families living there so that they can keep custody of the kids and so that the kids can have a better time learning and developing. Speaking as a high school senior, I can attest that if you don't get a good night's sleep, it's difficult to do much. And so Upper Dublin will usually send a crew of volunteers on the third Saturday of each month. A typical deliver at the old shed involved showing up, wondering where everyone was, complaining about it being early, complaining about it being too hot or too cold, complaining about how heavy the mattresses were, loading up the truck, saying a prayer, and then going to Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast and bathrooms, as the uh, shed was lacking in both of those. And then after Dunkin' Donuts, we drive a little to the first stop, you know, huff and puff as we heave the mattresses up a minimum of three flights of stairs and make it all the way to the top, and then back down and do it again. Well, when I found myself coming back after the first time for a second and then a third time, I thought it was the donuts that kept me going. But I soon realized that it was something else, something you can't usually get at a Dunkin' or at a typical donut shop, even the old Ambler donuts. Something you only get when you find yourself tired and overheating after the second flight of stairs, but instantly gratified and fulfilled when you see the kids there jumping, leaping, 
with joy and happiness at your arrival. Now, one house at a time has moved to a new location, a big, beautiful warehouse with lots more space and actual bathrooms. I still volunteer with them, despite the uh, lack of donuts in the morning, because in the roughly two years I've been volunteering, I've found the real joy of the experience lies not within sugar-coated fried pastries, although those are nice, but instead in the sweet feeling you get when the kids are there at the house, in the warmth you feel when you make someone's day, and the love and joy you feel when you know you've made a difference. John writes in his gospel that just before returning to heaven, Jesus tells the disciples to love one another as he loved them. In essence, he's telling them to go love their neighbors. And he's telling us to love our neighbors as well. Because in case you fell asleep in catechetics, God loves you. And he loves me too. So much so that he wants everyone to share that love and to live in light of it. Just as Jesus called the disciples to love each other and to love everyone. We are each of us called out to serve, to love our neighbors, and to serve one another. And who are our neighbors? This is where, you know, it's like, oh, he's talking about the neighbors. Now here comes the who's our neighbors question. Well, who are our neighbors? The churchy answer is, of course, that everyone is our neighbors. The people next to you, people in need, spiritual people like Keith and Diane, musical people like Carol, and nerdy people like myself. I'll go ahead and laugh. I'm a nerd. I've come to terms with it. I play games like Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. I'm involved heavily in my school's board game club, various bands, and robotics team. I've run lights and sound for various drama productions, and I got mistaken for a tour guide at the Johnson Space Center in Houston. I'm also going to college to become a rocket scientist. Come on. Game nerd, band nerd, robot nerd, theater nerd, space nerd. That's like nerd bingo. You can't get much nerdier than that. But despite all that, everyone is still my neighbor. We may disagree on the importance of fantasy football, but that doesn't disqualify them from being my neighbor. So I ask you, do you love your neighbor? Because you should. Love your neighbor, just as God loves you. Because when life holds troubled times and has you down, there's always someone there to comfort you. Not because of who you are or what you've done, because of who he is and what he's done. I'm talking about Jesus. I've been lucky so far. I've had my family to help and guide me this whole time. If I were to describe my family, I'd say we're probably a fourth pew family. Because every Sunday we sit in the fourth pew right over there. And uh, my parents in particular all these years have been very adamant about pushing me to go out and love my neighbor and serve one another. I won't admit that to them, of course, but actually, wait, I'm going to have to give the sermon again at the next service, and they'll be there. I'll figure it out. Um, And I think I'm better off for it. I've been trying to love my neighbor for most of my life, and I'm not going to stop just because I graduated high school. I'm a high school senior currently, and in the fall, I'm going to be attending Penn State Abington for aeronautical engineering. And I'll be living at home for my first two years. And so you're stuck with me for at least that long. Every month on the third Saturday at the ungodly hour of 7 a.m., I'll be right there, lifting mattresses up three 
three flights of flares, three flights of stairs, just like everyone else who's there. And, you know, loving my neighbors, which is something we should all strive to do, despite any difficulties or annoyances. So get up in the morning. Get up at the ungodly hour of 7 a.m. on a Saturday. Get up when you'd rather be sleeping. Get up not for the donuts you were promised, but for the joy you find when those kids are leaping with excitement. Get up and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Thank you.